a stranger with a gun came upon two teens taking pictures under a rising full moon. But violence is only the beginning of this story. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are. And this is a big one. I'm Amy Donaldson, and I've spent my career talking about how lives are undone by violence. The Letter is a podcast about how lives are remade. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Utah's source for exclusive access and insights behind the news. Here's the opinion page editor of the Deseret News, Boyd Matheson, on KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Welcome, everyone, to Inside Sources here on KSL News Radio. It is great to be with you today. I am Boyd Matheson, opinion editor at the Deseret News. And as always, we got a lot of ground to cover in the fastest 60 minutes of radio as we attempt to do what we always do slow things down, help you divide the rage from the reason, elevate the conversation, connect the dots, and help you make the news make sense today. And there is so much, obviously, day after election here in the state of Utah. A lot to break down there. We'll do that. Uh, also, the governor has had a press conference out at the airport, and uh, we'll talk a little bit about what's happening in terms of the pandemic and where things are and how things are looking in terms of what it means for the state uh, moving forward for education. Uh, Steve Hayes will join us from the Dispatch uh, in Washington, D.C. Uh, Steve's a longtime politico in Washington, a great perspective on the country and the world. So we'll tap into him coming up at 1120. Uh, and then Ted Collister is going to join us at 1135, uh, talking about a new piece that uh, he wrote, which is a, a very timely topic, uh, focusing on the founding fathers. Uh, are they heroes or villains? Uh, you don't want to miss that conversation coming up at 1135 today. And as always, I want you to be part of the conversation, which you can do on our Utah Community Credit Union KSL text line, 57500. Again, 57500, Utah Community Credit Union KSL text line. Chime in, be part of the conversation today here on KSL. All right, so let's jump right to the uh, governor's press conference today. Obviously, as we continue to watch the numbers uh, rise in terms of uh, COVID-19 cases in the state, uh, as we look at important factors like a uh, number of hospital beds that uh, are currently being occupied, uh, especially those ICU beds, uh, really important indicators. Uh, but the governor had a uh, hopeful, positive message today from uh, out there at the airport, uh, airplanes and all. And here's what he had to say. If we're going to succeed in Utah, it really is going to be the collaborative spirit that we uniquely have here in Utah, working together, taking on individual responsibility. And again, this is an example of that happening here today. And it represents really two things as I was standing there thinking. One, it represents our efforts in a rational way to slow and stop the spread of the coronavirus. Secondly, I know we see these planes taking off and a little noisy here at the airport, which we probably understand. But that's the sound of commerce as we see our economics uh, opportunities expand now from where they've been in the past. I hope we have more planes. That sound you hear is the sound of commerce now opening up in our state and around the country. And that's Utah Governor Gary Herbert uh, press conference this morning. And obviously the uh, big caution continue uh, to push in terms of uh, mask wearing, uh, doing that not just for yourself, but do it for your neighbor, do it for those that uh, you care about in terms of controlling that spread so that we can keep the economy open. And, and I think it was important that the governor referenced that in his comments today, that it is about commerce and keeping the economy rolling 
And to me, there's always that dual thread there that has to be interwoven, and that is that we need to make society open so people feel confident, safe, uh, able to reconnect uh, at the local level, the community level. Uh, and if we do that, then we'll, the economy will take care of itself. It will continue to, to drive forward and, and move. We have a lot of the fundamentals right here in the state of Utah, and we need to make sure all of us are doing our part so that we can keep those things rolling I still continue to believe that Utah is perfectly positioned to lead the country uh, in uh, moving out of the pandemic, especially as on the economic front. Uh, there's a lot to be done here in the state of Utah and a lot of opportunities yet ahead. Also at that press conference today, again, out at the airport, uh, we had uh, Sid Dixon uh, join the governor on the stage and uh, was talking about education. And in particular, what, is, what does all of this mean? What are they going to do to make sure that we can get students back in the classroom come fall? And I really so appreciate everything that's going on today on behalf of these students. They represent almost 670,000 students in Utah in public education. We are so grateful to the partners who made this happen. We want these students to be able to go back to school in the fall. It's key. It's so important for their academic well-being, their mental health, and their growth overall. And we want them to be able to do so in a safe and healthy manner. So the State Board of Education has put together a framework and a plan with requirements and recommendations. Uh, Districts and our charter schools will be submitting plans by August 1st. Those plans will include ways to think about movement in our schools, proximity, respiratory output, and masks are an important part of that for the adults in our building and for our students. And we appreciate the ability from an equity standpoint that every student and our teachers, our adults in the building, can have access to a mask thanks to this effort. All right, again, that's uh, Superintendent of the Utah State Board of Education, Sid Dixon. Uh, and always appreciate her leadership and her perspective. And uh, this is important. 500,000 uh, protective masks for students and teachers across the state of Utah, making sure that all students will be able to engage in learning uh, in the classroom there come fall. Uh, and I think that's so vital. It is important that we get our kids back in the classroom, back engaged in some learning of all types. I think we've learned some things we can do differently when it comes to education in terms of online and distance learning and uh, how important it is for those things to be done in the home. And I I think the combination uh, could be a a good thing for Utah students moving forward. So that's the press conference out uh, at the airport today. Again, uh, Governor Gary Herbert, again, encouraging everyone to uh, don the masks and uh, keep the economy open and rolling. Sid Dixon uh, framing out uh, what the Utah State Board of Education is doing and what local school districts and schools will be doing in terms of their plans that they will submit by August 1st uh, to get the classrooms ready to roll uh, and kids and teachers in the classroom together come fall. All right, uh, let's take a quick peek. Uh, If you've been following KSL all morning long, we've been uh, up to the minute in terms of what has been happening uh, in the aftermath of yesterday's primary vote. And the one thing that we know for sure is there's not very much that we know for sure. Uh, There's a lot uh, still to be done, a lot still to be counted as we uh, look at the uh, really all eyes on the gubernatorial race. Uh, We have seen just in the last hour uh, reported on uh, Dave Dejanovic that uh, former House Speaker Greg Hughes uh, conceded the race. Uh, Thomas Wright has also done so. So really you're you're down to uh, Spencer Cox and John Huntsman. And the, the numbers are going to be fascinating. And I still don't think we're going to know this uh, result for certain until Monday. 
Uh, I think there will be uh, another 16,000 votes or so coming out of Utah County, which will favor Spencer Cox. Uh, he did incredibly well in Utah County, overperformed there, uh, even though that is a, a good stronghold for him. And so the question uh, will really be uh, the, the Salt Lake County vote. And remember, Salt Lake County is holding their ballots for 48 hours in quarantine before they are processed and tabulated. Uh, so I, there are a good number of those votes that I don't think will get uh, counted because of the holiday on Friday, uh, observation of July 4th, uh, so people will not be working. So it will take probably till Monday at 3 o'clock until we really get a final count on that. It's a big number for the Huntsman camp to overcome. Uh, but again, if the number is high, if there are still somewhere between 125 and 150,000 votes still outstanding, there is a, a path there to be sure. Uh, but it is a steep one. So Spencer Cox and uh, Deidre Henderson have to be feeling good today in terms of their performance. Uh, we'll continue to monitor that as we go throughout the day, moving towards 3 o'clock when we'll have another dump of data, uh, which will really uh, get a little more certainty uh, in terms of what that race looks like and where it goes moving forward. A host of other races will continue to break down here on KSL News Radio throughout the day and throughout the next several days as we look at rocking the vote from home, Utah style, and uh, what that means. And we'll get some perspective of what that means for the nation. Coming up next, my good friend Steve Hayes is going to join us from The Dispatch coming up, talk about his new venture and how they're talking to people not from a strictly partisan standpoint, but really getting to the principles and to the policy. Don't miss this. Stay with us on KSL News Radio. We'll be right back. Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent, it was senseless, and I will never understand it, I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story, the struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts.